This is an insight to how God works. Listen to this, write it down. David is anointed king, but he is not positioned as king yet, but God positions him in the palace where he will eventually be recognized as king. But it's not time yet. He has to survive Saul first. God will position you in the place, but not in the position because it's not time yet. This is my greatest advice I will give you right now. You can write this down. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yeah, okay. Blythe. No one quite ready. So, okay, Nick's getting this that part. Everyone ready? Okay. Are you ready? This is my greatest advice for you. Learn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Breakdown. This is where we break down the message from Sunday, what we got from it, how God spoke to us through it. Check it out. Hi, guys. Welcome to The Breakdown, episode five. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be looking at um, a, the start of a sermon series um, called Saul, S-A-U-L, Survivor. Do you know, I actually want to put that out as the title of the sermon, because obviously that's what I usually do is mm-hmm. put out the sermon title before. People message me saying, you spelled it wrong. I was like, oh, dear. Yeah, it's the yeah. I was like, I was like, no, no, I haven't. Are you really going to do a four-part yeah. <laughs> sermon on Soul Survivor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so Soul Survivor. Um, just a little thing for people to do before we get into the chatting and, and break down um, the word and, and, and what we're spoken about. Um, please take time to share this, like it, tag someone in on it. Like maybe you've got some Christian friends that you feel like might be encouraged by the word, tag them in, tag them into the actual message. Um, I really believe that this sermon series is going to be something that's going to be needed for Christians, um, not just for these four weeks, but actually something that we can revisit and, and tap into and pull from to help us with our walk with God helping us to navigate through some some difficult things, uh, being aware of those things as well. Sometimes we feel like we're isolated and we're in difficult moments and it's like, it's our issue. But when we find out it's not, it's a, it's everyone's issue, then we can feel like, oh, that's disarmed the enemy now. So I feel like God's going to do a lot of work through it. Um, it's going to be exciting to, to share with you. Um, if you don't know already, I did share it in the sermon, but if you don't know already, on Thursday, I don't usually come here Thursday to prepare, but... Um, I did this time um, and I was in the office with Joab, but it was like not the uh, quiet time, kind of space that I usually get to do my word. And not that Joab was being noisy or anything. Joab. Yeah, you know, yeah. he wouldn't be a so noisy or anything, but it was just like, it was just being in that environment. Then we were chatting and there's like all these different things going on. And I was really struggling to be like, what does God want to do? And then Joab came over and he said, he said, I've got a great idea for a sermon title. And then he said, Saul Survivor. And first of all, I didn't hear Saul. I was like, Saul Survivor. I was like, what? <laughs> What is that about? And then he explained, he said, oh, you know, like Saul and David. And I was like, I was like, what would you do with that? And I was like, well, and then, and then suddenly all this stuff started coming to me. And then pretty quickly, I was like, I think I could do it in parts. I think I've got four parts, Joab. And then I was explaining <laughs> to him and like. You just knew for, it was going to be a four part. Yeah, I was like, straight, I was like, I think I've got four parts. And it was like yeah. really quick. And then, and it was just like, and then I was like, oh, great. Like, this is a series. We've got to get, get, get it out of there, get it done. And then I had to prepare uh, part one. And so, we're talking about four hours worth of sermon yeah this <laughs> is like because each one is pretty yeah yeah long. yeah it was yeah so it's going to be i think once we break down and get them going 
and 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 bring pull out the word um the source and david's story over the next four weeks i think it will really encourage people and, and um help them grow in their walk with god and i think like i said something that we can keep revisiting um, i think i might do a book as well to go alongside it because i think it not so much like a book as like read my book thing but more like a like an aid like it would be like an aid like almost like a journal that people can write in and 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 study with and, and work with the word of god work with what's been written to kind of pull stuff out for themselves so i think that yeah i think that's my my thinking anyway we'll see what god does with that cool right so we're going to look at the story um soul survivor what's it about it's about david getting anointed by uh samuel to become king because Saul has been rejected, which we shared about in the message. But the navigating of the fact that from the point he is anointed as king, it's about 15 to 20 years until he actually becomes king. Mm -hmm. And in the way of him becoming king is the current king, which is Saul. And he has to navigate Saul. And it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all bad. Some of it he's ministering to Saul. Mm -hmm. Some of it he's serving Saul. Other times he's hiding from Saul. Like, um, and there's other times where he's now more powerful than Saul. And he has to relent. So there's like all these things we're going to pick out over the next three weeks. Yeah. So, but the, the realization that to, to, to become king is obviously more of a metaphor in the sense of like the anointing from God to becoming king. None of us are going to be anointed as king uh, at the end of this sermon, but we might be in position to be doing our assignment for yeah. God yeah. and understanding like, oh, God's given you the calling, i.e. the anointing, but to put you in the position, you're going to have to navigate stuff. Or sometimes to feel like you're walking more freer in your walk with God like so you made a decision the anointing like you made a decision for the Holy Spirit to come into your life but actually you got to navigate through some stuff mostly especially if you just come into the kingdom from the world before you can actually feel like man I'm, I actually do feel like I'm walking with Jesus so it's it's got layers to it um, and so yeah I kicked off with with like the uh, backstory of Saul a little bit or the, the, the demise of Saul before God um, and then in the summary, I'm not going to go through all the summary, we'll go through that a little bit over, over this chat, but the first one was like God's word is not optional. So what had happened is God had given them the word, wiped these, all these people out. Instead of doing that, they, they kept prisoners and they also saved what they thought was the best for the sacrifice to give to God. So it seems like a good thing to do, but that wasn't what God said. Yeah. So the first thing was like his disobedience led to God lifting his hand off of off of him. And it seems really harsh, but actually I think maybe we can all kind of resonate with the fact that when we are not obedient to God, it's really hard. <laughs> like life is really hard. We can feel very empty, very distant from God, but also the favor that kind of comes with God being, having his hand on your life just isn't there. And that's the cost of not following his word. Um, so that was the first bit, really, just that, that God's word is not optional. Um, and there are consequences if we try to mess about with that. And then um, what was pulled out, which a lot, not a lot, but a few people spoke to me afterwards, which was a big thing for them, was that don't mourn over your bad investments. So actually, yeah, how... Don't beat yourself up. Over things that haven't you haven't really followed the Lord with. Yeah, yeah, no, like as in, yeah, but also like where we can sow into something so much that was wrong, 
that we stick with it because we've really thrown everything into it. We're like, we almost say we're going to die on our sword when God's like, no, no, like to Samuel, he said, look, I know you thought this was the guy, but he's not the guy. Yeah. Now stop mourning. Like how long are you going to be mourning Saul for is what he says to him. Fill your cup and go. Like basically you got to go to the next one. And I, what I was explaining in the story for the church was that we can end up being burned by people because we've invested so much. We feel like as Christians, we're meant to serve, 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 you know, give, give, give. And and people, when they understand that and they can be manipulative, will then use yeah. the character of Christ in people to think, oh, I've got to be like Jesus. And often we're not really aware of who Jesus was at that time. So we're just like, oh, he's really good. He's a, such a good guy because we're usually quite young in our faith or we haven't learned enough about who he is that we don't realize he's also a guy that knew how to say no as well he didn't always go where he was told to by other people yeah he didn't always heal people that came up to him or or when he was in there at towns he went where he went where he went and he moved on when he moved on and i feel like yeah. we can invest in people and feel like oh man i spent so much time giving them bible study i picked them up i took them to church i i, I took them food parcels i i i i helped them with their kids i helped them get into a job like we can feel like we like we did all these things and then we because we've done that for somebody like when it when they disappear or they sort of turn it takes a turn for the worst we're almost like having to stick with it because we're like well i've put so much time into it now i've got to stick with it rather than god saying look it's broken now like it's broken just walk away fill your cup again and go again and it's a really key part of the church that not everyone that's going to walk through those doors is going to join the family of God and be your brother or sister and learning how to take the negative ones that happen because they will be there and the people you would have invested in, the people you would have sat in the trenches with that are now just not there anymore and not mourn it too much but actually get your cup filled again so that the next person that God's sending in is going to get your best rather than the consequences of that relationship or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. it's holding, holding back and limiting really what God's plans are yeah um, we all know that there are certain people or situations that come up that are going to make it difficult for everybody to go on at the same rate or they may need to go around the houses and then come back to a good yeah. good place and that's not necessarily on you in that part of this, the, their yeah. story and not everybody's going to just follow with with God's plan or, or, or mm. agenda and that's just the way yeah. it is of course we would love it and we won't understand it when they don't um, but we've got to keep our eyes focused on God. That's absolutely yeah. right. And it's, it's important not to be distracted um, from what God wants to do in the current and his yeah. building for the future, because it's always overlapping the current with what he's going to be planning yeah. for the future. That's it. it reminds me actually of when um, all three of my children were so active that they just couldn't wait to ride their bikes. Yeah. And obviously Eve being the youngest, she'd obviously seen Frank and Esther um, whiz about on their bike. She couldn't wait to, to ride hers. Um, but she clearly was just too young. She was too wobbly. She had no balance. She hadn't like established her, her balance. So I thought, oh, I know what I'm gonna do. And I thought I'd come up with this like really genius idea of just getting a big stick like from a tree. And there's a little triangle bit at the back of a bike. And I thought I'm gonna put the stick in that little triangle and I'm going to let her think that she's like riding the bike and I'm going to all the while I'm just going to walk along with this big stick and like be her balance basically. Yeah. Well, obviously that just 
it's just cutting corners and it didn't work because when it comes yeah. to the fact that she realized it and obviously she still couldn't ride a bike she still obviously needed to to get her balance so yeah. obviously when a child's learned to ride a bike they're gonna fall down so many times yeah. and it's a bit like our walk with god mm -hmm. he will allow us to to to, to take the falls it'll allow us to, to 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 go and run ahead and think that we can we can do it and we yeah. have to obviously take the falls and learn how to get back up and come under his guidance um so i feel like that's a bit like when we're trying to um come alongside people or disciple people we can't we can't cut, we can't do the work for them we yeah. got we have to accept that the the holy spirit yeah. and their relationship with the holy spirit is ultimately yeah. the, the only way they're gonna gonna learn and yeah. gonna like the balance represents yeah. that yeah. walking in the spirit and that relationship. And there's Jesus. a lot of trust in that, isn't there? A trust in God that actually he's, he's holding everything together. Yeah. A trust in God with the process. Um, and it's not just on the other person, it's on us as well. Just making, giving space for God yeah. to move and do the work. Yeah, definitely. One, one thing that I, I found really interesting about, because um, you were reading from 1 Samuel 15, 16 and 17, but some of the context of um, uh, so the context of Saul being an already established king, so he was already positioned by God. Yeah. Um, and the first king. I didn't even realize he was the first king. king. The well. first yeah. king. Yeah. That they wanted a king, and they and they God was like, yeah, okay, then fine, have a king. Put in, installed Saul, and then um, and then but then David's also context. So you've got the context of this existing king, but also David's context starts to come come through the passage so we learn that oh this guy he may be like really far down the pecking order of all the brothers um that samuel has gone to jesse's family yeah. to find the new king um but he's really far down the pecking order and there are older brothers that are, that are much more potentially eligible and kingly than him yeah but his but the, but he's been so prepared by god yeah. he's you know and sam like you were saying about samuel samuel recognized mm. what was kingly to god about david but was invisible to others who weren't mm. operating with the lord um and yeah. but it took someone who is a servant of the king yeah. to recognize god in david yeah and it takes servants of god servants yeah. of the king to recognize yeah. god at work in others, in others that yeah. others wouldn't necessarily yeah. see and I love that perspective. I love that context that God was preparing David in advance, but he, he, he led Samuel who could listen to God, who could yeah. hear yeah. God, had that relationship, intimate prophetic relationship with God to then be able to go, oh yeah, this is the guy. Mm. Um, but there's a context of the, the king that is kind of failing as king, Saul, mm. um, that David has to, it's not instant for David. Like you were saying earlier on, mm. it's like it takes, is the process to go through um, David had to work so closely with God to navigate that path. And you'll be, you'll be unpacking this. I'm, quite, yeah, I'm really sure, excited yeah. about the future sermons as well. <clears throat> yeah. As we unpack, unpack all of this. Cool. That's what I put. It's like, listen to those who hang out with the yeah, king. Yeah, that was that's my favourite line. Yeah. I it's love good. that. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, I think that's the, the thing. Is, is like, the more I pastor people, the more we connect with people that walk through the doors or are in the church, the more I realise how much baggage people carry from those mm. that they high they they have a high expectation from and actually in some cases rightly so like their parents for example yeah. husbands wives whatever it might be but actually they're never gonna get yeah. 
the right advice, the right encouragement, and even the acknowledgement of who they are yeah. in Christ yeah. from those people. And I feel like people are almost like, I'm not going to be at peace until I've got that from them rather than they need to be at peace that they'll never get it. It may come, but actually be at peace that it may never come so that you can just actually just listen to the voices that matter. This is a massive one, isn't isn't it? it? This is such a big deal. It's a big deal for God getting his way with so many of us that, that, oh, I think God is leading us in this way, but your nearest and dearest may not get it. Um, But that's... That, that's something that you just have to kind of take on the chin. God knows that if you just fix your eyes on him, yeah. you'll be fine. Yeah. But we don't, we keep looking back at those that, that we feel that we should have that... Um, justification. That justification yeah. and that endorsement yeah. from people that we respect, that we trust. Yeah. And like, you know, these are people that that we're supposed to respect, our parents. You know, the yeah. Bible says respect your, your parents, yeah. uh, mother and father. And so it's, it's a, it can be a hard thing to take. But when God is leading you, to respond and to be bold and to do certain things for him. Um, really, it's just another one of the obstacles yep. that gets in the way. And so it's just trusting God with the process. But it is a massive thing because if more and more people recognize that, oh, that's just another one of the limitations, yeah. then they can get over it. But, and God but, can have his way. But I more. think it's a massive limitation because I think, I think out of all the other things that we can carry in, like sin, for example, like a sin habit, it's not really uh, connected to anyone else but yourself. So you're coming in and it's a thing that you can break with God. It, t- yeah. it might take time, but it's, it's you and God. But the yes. thing you can't control is someone else's feelings, views, their, the words, the affirmations. Like you can't make somebody... In their position before God. Yeah, you can't make yeah. them give you what, you what you need or what you think you need or what you want. So you're not in control of... So we're, you're literally by, f- like by kind of not God faith, but faith, yeah. almost hoping that you're going to get some kind of like that something that's never arrived yeah. might might show up at one at time at some time so like that that area of baggage which maybe we'll talk about more in the next sermon yeah. but like that area of baggage is like the hardest one i think i think when we're dealing with deliverance and prayer for people in church it's not often just about sin habits like those things are kind of things we we sit with and work with it's usually like pain mm-hmm. and discouragement and 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 abuse maybe but but whatever it might be from challenging like, close from families, relationships from relationships yeah. yeah so then it's like like having to get to the place where you're like a servant of the king which obviously i i, I use as an analogy of like as christians we're servants of the king of kings mm. he was the one <clears throat> that spoke life over yeah. david like and about david so so the ones that are closer to the king the ones that are closer to jesus are the ones that are going to feed you the truth but it's inbuilt within us to be like yeah but it's still not good enough it's still not what i want i want and it's it's really allowing those people yeah and that those feelings to be literally put on the altar and let it burn like well what this led to what this led to is what you also mentioned in the sermon which is like listen to those who hang out with the king yeah because at at the heart of all of this is is god at the top are you are you making sure that in in, in all of those those areas of life that are going to be an obstacle between you and God, is God at the top of them? So is is that is it to do with forgiveness or or unforgiveness or hurt or pain yeah. or a sin an area of sin in your life or or a spiritual stronghold, whatever it is? If God is not top of those things, um, you need to put God at the top. Then they will be resolved. But it's it's the same thing with with people that you you hang a lot of weight on. 
that you, that you shouldn't because they're not in that same place with God. Yeah. And if and in the context of a church, if if you haven't got a good core of people that are just sold out for God <laughs> and operating in that close yeah. connection with the Lord God um, in leadership, if you've got people that aren't that in leadership, then but you're looking up to those leaders and you, and but actually they're not endorsing what God is doing on your life, yeah. then actually the whole thing can struggle. Yeah. And so it, 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 can be, yeah. it can be within the church, it can be family, it can be other yeah. people in society that you look up to. Yeah. But yeah, if God's at the top, but it's learning how to do that, how to navigate it that. It takes a long time for me, it took a long time to navigate to the place where those voices would become, the, the, like almost you have to pick them. Yeah. Like I, I remember like not like long ago, being accused of like, oh, you should be able to take, like almost like you should be able to have criticism in your life. You should have those people in your life. And I'm like, why would I want people like that in my life? If that's what you want, if that's the kind of person you would want to be, as uh, exists to be, like I don't want to be in that in that place. Like I want people around me that are gonna love me and say the best things for me, even when it's stuff I need to change. But they're doing it from a place of love not from an attitude of criticism. Yeah. Yes, that's so correct. Like, so almost like to have a place of like, no, I'm going to build a circle of people and I'm going to put the people in that circle that are going to encourage me and support me, but also they're going to um, rebuke me God. If, yeah. if they, if they need to, yeah. but I know that they're not, I know because of who they are. There's no other motive. There's no motive other to, than yeah. I'm, like, I'm probably in the wrong yeah. place. Yeah. As opposed to like, so like you take, it takes a while to think, oh, is that what we're supposed to have? Like a critic like in the room and it's like actually no 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 that's that they need they got issues mm. like if that's who they think they are in life that's that's a that's a problem like but it's hard like, so it's, it's hard to learn you got to wait which for the, people yeah who because, to pick and who to bring in yeah and and of course we have grace towards everybody like we were actually we, yeah. were, we were in a in a prayer meeting earlier on and we were actually before the prayer meeting we were really reflecting on a lot of these things yeah. about um uh about discerning from god um I've forgotten what I was going to say, but it was about recognizing um, God at work in in grace. the people around yeah. you. Having you have grace towards everybody, and even those that hurt you, we're called to kind of have grace towards yeah. them and pray for them. Um, but yeah. learning learning to recognize that they've got that relationship with God yeah. um, that is a not a self righteous yeah, relationship, and, and, but, but, and also having that. Um, Checking in with God, there's, um, you know, the scripture, search me, O Lord, yeah. uh, Psalm 139, yeah. 23 and 24. Yeah. Search me, O God, know my wicked ways um, and set me on the, on, right on the, on the right path. Um, and it's like that inner searching with the Lord God. Yeah. When you see that in other people, that's really key. Mm. Surrender to God. Surren and those surround things. yourself with the right people. But that takes time because you, like we were saying earlier, that you are picking. When you become a Christian, it's just, oh, Jesus is really nice. And we don't really know the other characteristics of God or Jesus at that time. Yeah. time. So we we actually end up being abused a lot in our faith early doors because we're we're like we're Christian and we think oh we're supposed to just that's what we're supposed to be like. When we learn as we go on, we're like oh I don't actually have to put up with that. That's another but big you, thing it in the takes sermon. Takes a while, doesn't it, to learn? Yeah. Oh, I don't need to have your voice in my life. Like I thought I yeah. did. So, so what I've realized even in church, like in, I believe that there should be unity in church if Jesus is in the center of everyone's life. But actually just because you go to church doesn't mean I need to be in unity with you because you might not be in unity with God. So your attendance as well, I felt like, oh, that's the, we have to try and make something work that won't work yeah. because yeah. they're attending, 
when it's like, mm. no, 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 they, they need to be attending to their relationship with God. I need yeah. to be attending to my relationship with God. That's where unity comes yeah. from. So I've learned now, like, oh, I haven't got to be buddies with everybody. I've got to just make sure that I'm surrounded by genuine brothers and sisters that are going to edify, encourage, challenge mm. my walk with God. Mm. And I'm, I have every right to pick that. So like for David, obviously we, you shared it already, but like David's um, maybe in the prayer meeting, but David gets to the point where he's able to turn his back on yeah. his even his brothers because he's like your your report is not what i need to hear right now your yeah. what you're saying to me is wrong anyway i'm gonna go and try someone else so yeah that realization i think as well like like it takes a while doesn't it to make sure yeah because i think we we do end up yeah well it, allowing people it's acknowledging that it's not a fail on your part yeah. it doesn't yeah. turn out the way that you want it That's to or think point, it yeah. should yeah um, so yeah, being able just to going back to, to mourning to, your bad investments, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Mm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. also being able to acknowledge that sometimes you might be forgiving people for something they didn't do rather than yeah. something they they have done. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's just, but you're only gonna be able to acknowledge that if you're right in your relationship with yeah. Jesus. Yeah, if you're asking him to search your heart. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. That's it. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll kick, kick into some of the other other points that were embraced, but one of the biggest questions that needs to be asked now, um, in part one and in this um, breakdown, is basically Saul is in the way of David, and it's a place of anointing to a place of fulfillment, and Saul's in the way of that. And mainly because it's part of God's plan, which is the biggest thing. It's usually God's plan. It's not like, oh, there's the enemy in my way. I've got to pray them out of the way. It's not that. It's like, no, this exists. God's put it there to grow you, to teach you, you know, to, to humble you. Like, lots, lots of different things. So, so, like, the question is, is, like, Saul isn't just, it's not just a dude. Like, that's not what we're really looking at here um, in history. We're talking about Saul is going to be a a thing a substantial thing in your life whether it is a person whether it is something whether it's like a habit like an addictive habit that you might have whether it's like a past failure whether it's it's um being negative about who you are yourself you know in a in in a way that's like you're almost not able to fulfill what god has anointed you to do because your your soul that you've got to fight is the one of self-worth um so i mean we could go on and go on like it could be uh, i talked about pride and self-righteousness almost like god can't put you in a place of being king he can't put you in a place where he recognizes you and lets people see you as someone that represents him until you humble yourself so sometimes it can be those things it could be all sorts of stuff it could be knowledge it could be understanding it could be growth it could be it could be whatever it is but like the question really is, and we this this question won't get answered today, or even after part one. If you've listened to part one, or you will listen to part one, it may be that it's over the next four weeks that the the that the soul uh, that you're struggling with or wrestling with will become revealed to you. So, like it's called soul of soul survivor or surviving soul. Um, so it's almost like outliving it, like outliving it, like surviving it, and so just a question for everybody to kind of like start thinking about make sure you listen to the sermon but to also start asking a question this week before we get to part two lord what is my soul 
what is it? Because we're going to work on how to survive that. Yeah. But, but, and it may have come out of this week's me message, but it may be that it's not going to come out until the next two or three. So to kind of search yourself and say, God, what is in the way from you telling me who I am to me becoming that? Like, what is, what is in the way? What is stopping me from that? And just sort of to... And um, we, these guys were saying, like, uh, especially Liam was like, I can't really share mine. And it's and that's the thing. It's not really about sharing it because it's going to be personal. Um, it, obviously, share it if you feel like you want prayer for it. There'll be space for that in the, on the next few Sundays um, for prayer and things like that. But actually to, to kind of... Thanks for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But it'll be like, and then we'll put Everyone's it on wondering what it is now. Yeah. What's yours, Leanne? Um, so, <laughs> but what I mean is like, actually it's between you and God and only as God leads you to do something more with that if it is to extend out to anyone else do you do that so just making sure kind of search for that don't go through this series having not even asked that question and if there isn't one praise god maybe maybe the sermon will equip you for when it arrives further down the road but so you don't have to find one um but i'm pretty sure everyone's got one i'm pretty sure there's something that's that god wants to deal with in people to help them move forward. Because yeah, like you're saying, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a bad habit or yeah. something sinful that, you, that you, you're that you battling that you know you need to, to lay down. It could be a certain pattern that you know when yeah. you come up against things, you know that you always default to a certain way of managing it or a certain way of coping with it that you know then takes you out of line yeah. of God's yeah. will, um, but you just haven't found a way yet. Yeah. Um, or you haven't obviously like, taking it to, to, to God and yeah. let him reveal to you how he wants you to to uh, move forward in it or how he, he's gonna gonna heal that um, so it's just yeah recognizing that there could be things that are not not so obvious but if you if you look back over circumstances you yeah. can think oh yeah because mm. because for some of us like I imagine there's a people out there now feeling I'm not doing my assignment which we'll get onto at the end. Mm. I'm not doing the assignment God's <clears throat> calling me to. Yeah. Mm. Why? Mm. And I think mm. this is the why. Mm. I think mm. I think the why is is not so much that you that it's not the plan of God. It's not mm. what He wants for you. But actually, the problem is is like mm. there are souls in your life mm. that are stopping you from actually mm. being that right mm. now. Now, yeah. whether that's God's delay or whether it's actually mm. something that you need to deal yeah. with, mm. that's what you've <clears> got to find <throat> out. Yeah. And I think, but I think and I it's. Think that's it is discovering that and saying yeah. that we're all going to have something mm. yeah because if you're doing it for the lord keep going yeah, yeah. if you're walking out your walk with god keep going but if you're mm. if you're thinking i'm not really where god wants mm. me to be There's then this so is much. this is for you i mm. think w one thing you were really underlining which was kind of following on from what you were saying about the process is to learn just keep learning yeah. with god keep learning with god and i think there's things that we're going to keep learning with God along the way yeah. that won't be clear to start off with. Yeah. And I think talking about assignments for God, you know, we were talking about that a little bit earlier on. And, um, you know, our heart is for all of us just to go on into the plans and purposes that God has got for us yeah. as individuals, but us then together as a church. Because if, if we, what we do in this church, we, we pray that God has his way, yeah. that God builds his church his way um and for that to happen we need to recognize that we're all parts of the church yeah. you know we're the building blocks people are, god's people are the building blocks and so we're all designed to do amazing things 
for God, whether it, you know, whether it's something small or big, it yeah. doesn't really matter. It's, it, it all evens out because it's all part of the kingdom of, kingdom yeah. of God. Um, and learning how we're designed by God can take, can take time. Yeah. It can take time. And, it, and that's a, like a genuine process yeah. that we have to go through. Um, and I think that's not, that's not an easy process. Like for David, it was like, was it, did you say 15 or 20 years 15 or to 20 years, yeah. It's, it just all depends on the sort of like a gap in a certain part. But yeah, yeah 15 to 20 years. So. But the crazy thing as well about David is that Samuel already recognized that he was king and he anointed him as king at the very beginning of yeah. that period of time. So he was always lined up to be the next king. Yeah which is very uncomfortable for Saul. Yeah, Saul wouldn't know that, though. Like, so Saul when you didn't know it, anything. Saul doesn't know that. So, 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 so those people that were a party to and it just and kept his, it a secret. But his brothers knew that, didn't they? <laughs> right. And we find out later on they're not even acknowledging that. Yeah. So, so like effectively, you think about it, later on, he's their king, isn't he? Yeah. But they weren't even pandering to that. Like he had, mm. they, they had such a low thought of him yeah. that it was almost <clears> like, <throat> even though we've seen and witnessed a prophet come and do this, we're still not... We're still faithful to Saul, mm. and actually, we didn't see you as anything. And you're like, and that's another thing. I mean, like, that's, I haven't brought that out, I guess, but like, the God takes the small things, doesn't He? He can take, turn something small and, and turn it into something incredible. And and He doesn't look at like this is what He says, and He says, I don't look at the way you're looking at. So He's like, this must be the guy who's strong. And he's and He's mm. like, that's no, I'm I'm talking, telling you to look at the heart. And this is the person I'm picking, and it was David. Yeah. And I think people will look at you and say, <clears throat> actually, even though that that ceremony has taken place, we still don't see your worth or value. We can't see it. Like yeah. we can't see it. Therefore you're not, you're not, you're not anything to us, even though it was risky because if it's truth, he's going to be their king. Yeah. yeah. So, so the thing was, is they were so <coughs> confident that they were like, oh, we don't see, because we can't see it. We're confident enough to treat you like rubbish and to, and to not recognize what Samuel did. Like, it's is, almost is like a they were way that we have to kind of like yeah, but almost yeah. like with a expectation or uh, they almost had the faith to say we 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 really believe that you are so nothing that we we believe that that isn't even going to happen. Mm. Like that was the they had more faith that it was not going to happen than they had faith that it would. Yeah, and therefore like they treated him like rubbish, and I think, and they just dis, dis, disrespected him, didn't acknowledge him, and yet he had been anointed to be the one that was going to succeed Saul, and so I think maybe for us as Christians sometimes. Well, not sometimes. God speaks life over us. He speaks certain things that are just the truth, his word, what he says about you, how he sees you. And yet we are not like um, seen by the people around us in those moments that you think, oh, okay, like if they acknowledge it, then I'll believe it. Mm. And, and therefore, then they're like, they're not, they're not doing that. It's the opposite. And so therefore, we can almost lose faith in the words that God is speaking over us or the belief that we have of who we can be in Christ because we've now started to listen to the people that don't see anything in us mm. and they don't see worth. I, like, I've shared this before, but I remember um, 10, 10, 15 years ago when we wrote letters out to the church to say, um, will you support us financially so we can serve the church? This was to work with the youth group at the time. Someone wrote a letter back who was quite high up in the church saying, um, we're not going to support. They they'd actually already originally said they would, 
And then they wrote a letter saying, we're not going to support you. We don't see that you would add any value to this church. Mm. Now, if I had just been able to take that as the letter, yeah, I wouldn't be doing what I would be doing that's today. It, isn't it? Yeah. Because that was almost like a training ground for what I ended up doing to come in. It's the same kind of process mm. to start being the pastor of the church. But if I was like, oh, no, I'm not going through that again, or, or I quit it there, I would never even thought about it. I'm like, I'm never going to, because that was the way, that was the only way the church was ever going to be able to fund anyone to be employed as a pastor in the church was actually we're going to start with nothing i'm going to give you Mm. my time and you're and i hope that in time you might recognize that but yeah if there's anyone that can support me and my family whilst we're going through that that's Mm. the way it would have to work yeah so god gave the blueprint for that back in 2009 Mm. so when it came to 2017 when i was writing a similar letter i was like oh i'm able to do that about being the because i was able to turn my back yeah on the report and go somewhere else and say okay i'll Mm. go and ask someone over here then someone over here But at the time it was painful and it hurt because they weren't recognizing what God was saying I reckon he recognizes. And I'm and if you're anything like me, I'm not recognizing it in myself. I'm just mm-hmm. going, Okay, God, you're telling me to do this thing. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll do it. But at the same time going, Well, I don't feel much worth. So the minute the first person comes along and says, We don't see worth in you, you're like, I agree, you're right. You know, I'm with you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's so easy just to quit. And it, and those voices do exist and they exist in the church, sadly, at times as well. They they can be in the places of people that you think are going to come be- behind you and encourage you and and that's not the case so, so i love like w- what david does is like he does turn his back he just his brother says this stuff he literally says to his brother you've got like yeah. this heart and you're like you've mm. got like deception and you're like saying all this stuff behind him and he's like i've just bought you your lunch like like yeah. i'm not i'm not here like i only came yeah. to bring lunch then i heard there's yeah. a battle like yeah so so God. like you're judging my character now yeah. when literally I come to feed you, like, mm. which is crazy. Yeah. So I yeah. think then he, what he was able to do was not, not take that to heart. He just turned his back and went to just the next person. Back. And eventually that led his to case got to his conversation with Saul, yeah. which got him to fight Doug Goliath in the end. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's what I love about this kind of this whole process yeah. as well is that God works through situations and people that yeah. you don't expect is going to yeah. end good, end well. Yeah. So like, Saul is out of favor with God um, and yet God still works through him yep. he still uses him so so Saul is sim- sympathetic mm. and he has um, David has Saul's ear you know yeah. Saul is actually listening to what mm. David's got to say this little shepherd boy mm. that is should be nowhere near the army no. but he's come to deliver this food following his father's instructions he comes mm. and then he overhears he states his his um, his opinions about what should happen he ends up in front of the king the king's actually listening to him and and he's basically saying yeah no i've defeated a kid uh, defeated a lion defeated a bear you know god's with me and i'm trusting in god this is what we need to do you know that's amazing leadership from a yeah. servant uh, from a shepherd boy um and saul's like yeah you're right um you, sh- you shouldn't you sh- i shouldn't put you out there but i am going to here's my armor yeah. And then he gets put in front of Goliath, and then the rest yeah. is history. So that that was, um, he will propel you and promote you in his timing. Yeah. And he might even use the people in the way to do that. Amen, yeah. And, yeah. and going back to the other one as well, it's like God will position you in the place, but not in the position. Yes. It's not time That's yet. That's it, the timing Learn. thing. So like the other side yeah. of it is like actually to be in a place where you're, yeah. you're, you're learning. You can be in the place where you're like, oh, God's called me to be leading in a church one day. Oh, he's put me in a church. Yeah. Not leading it, but to learn. Yeah. And I think like learning that, like there's so many people that want to just run ahead. Yeah. And say, I want to serve God. I want to get on with it. And I'm like, actually, I get it. I've been where you are. 
But as I've got older now, I've learned God is teaching me, and it takes mm. time. Mm. And if I don't, if I don't walk in to the calling He's got for me with those lessons, then it it becomes really difficult. Yeah. So we need to learn, and I think that was like I said, that's the biggest bit of advice yeah. I've got for everyone: like learn, yeah. humble yourself, yeah. and learn. Just be a student of those that are serving God. I'm not talking about those that have been. This is really important. I'm not talking about being a student of those that have been in church the longest. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So don't follow people that have been here a long time. Mm. That doesn't. That's not what is. That's not. What is, be a student of those that are faithful to God mm. and have been faithful to God their whole lives, mm. like their whole walk with God, because that's where you'll grow. Because they mm. will have lessons to teach you. Not the person that sat on the pew for forty years. That person could teach you nothing mm. other than where to sit. You know. Yeah. They, um, they may. They may be, but don't. They may be really close with God but yeah. don't assume that they are just because yeah don't don't think years. oh they've just been there like yeah. oh they must have wisdom like they might have nothing <laughs> like yeah. they, they because they, if they're not contributing to what the kingdom of God they're filling their woman a pew yeah. and they're not encouraging they're not yeah. which we see a lot I've seen a lot like don't base it on their age thing base yeah. it on their longevity and their fruit of their faith yeah, yeah. find like, going back to the yeah. question before hang out with those um, that hang out with the king yeah. And yeah. that's that isn't doesn't mean that don't hang out not not the ones that sit in the court of the king that doesn't mean anything hang out with those that hang out with the king hang out with those that hang with jesus yeah. that spend time with him that invest in a relationship with him that's really key and really important that is the key thing isn't it because um and again going back to like um jesus being the shepherd and his he says his sheep listen to me and i know them yeah yeah and they follow me they yeah voice, and yeah. yeah hear my voice they listen they and i know them and they follow yeah. me and it's that mm. relationship that's yeah. that's mm. the key thing yeah but it's i think i don't know if you said it in this sermon rich or another one but it's like i think it was this one about learning to ob you obey you know it's important yeah, just to keep bit, obeying so you listen and you obey obedience over sacrifice so so there's some basics there's some mm. basics with being able to mature in in one's faith with god and um learning to listen yeah. and to obey mm. to have humility yeah. having grace trusting god surrendering to him these are all these really should be the basics but these are a lot of stumbling blocks yeah. for people being able to just not just be a pew warmer yeah and actually be an active part of god's kingdom and involved in and going back to being like a, a pew chair warmer is that then they are sacrificed over obedience yeah so they're like i've gone to church my whole life well jesus says that there'll be people like you that he will say i never knew i you. never knew you so yeah, so it's, obedience it's, is more important like are you tragic. doing what god wants you to do because my question to anyone in the church anyone that wants to serve is like is it what god wants hmm. Because they yeah. come up with ideas, I get lot, you know, lots of people saying, I've got yeah. an idea, I was like, is it what God wants you to do? If it is, if it's, I don't want to get in the way of that obedience. Yeah. But if it's just a good idea, I don't want you to get in the way of God's plan. So there's a difference between sort of backing, a, a backing sacrifice. Oh, I think like, I need to do something because I'm a Christian. It's like, yeah, but you don't need to do anything. You just, you just need to be obedient to God. So sometimes you could say, be quiet sit still rest. do nothing rest yeah, yeah. and that is obedience other yeah. times you can say get yeah. up and go yeah, fill I'm your cup that. with oil and go like yeah. so it's it's that other understanding like it's obedience to god isn't isn't action all the time in the sense of like like where you're sacrifice 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 obedience to god is whatever he's asking you to be and mm. whatever he's asking you yeah. to do in those moments a big one i spoke about it a little bit is don't project your pain onto people because they are not the reason for that pain rejection or insecurity insecurity yeah so so, so an understanding that other people's issues like his brother's soul for example he was not in a good place at the time particularly mm. with god 
was able to then say to David, oh, your uh, Goliath is a man of war from his youth. And yet the servant to Saul recognized David as a man of war. So David was qualified. It was just that Saul couldn't see it because he had created his own restrictions yeah. through his own way of living, his own way of doing things. That meant that he wasn't able to speak life over or recognize what he could see in David according to God. Yeah. Mm. That he was actually only able to speak death or mm. discouragement in that. And so it's a really, this is huge, um, massive lesson and teaching that maybe people will have to dissect this more over time. And maybe it might come up as a ministry issue further on in, in the yeah. next few weeks. But we've got to make sure that we do not project our insecurities, our uh, the abuse that we've suffered the rejection that we've gone through the pain that we've gone through into other people's lives yeah. to make them effectively what we are then doing is abusing them yeah mm. and even though it might not look like the same as how you were abused because it's not physical or mental or spiritual it might be there's repercussions that they're just now restricted because yeah. you've now worded things in certain ways to pander to your like oh okay I'll insecurity make, and someone else is like oh okay then i have to tiptoe around you now because yeah. that's how you feel and it's then like that can be manipulated yeah and that's manipulated yeah. now and now you're not and all it simply is is that you're not dealing with what god asked you to deal yes. with yeah. so that you're but you've managed to create a bubble around you a protection around like you a that says mechanism yeah and it means that you're not, not ever getting to the place of truth and never getting to the place yeah. of dealing with stuff and i was explaining like towards the end of last year it wasn't so much i was projecting it on people but people were projecting it on me and i wasn't handling it yeah. well and i was learning like i was learning in myself like oh I'm suffering at times from rejection, but I'm I'm then I'm then not handling that well. Mm. And like I said earlier, that's a me problem. Like that's that's on me. So mm. I have to then go away with God mm. and say, okay, God, actually, my relationship with you is way more important than what anyone can do, say, or or or, or, or discourage me with. Like actually, I just need to go and and so I think I think in that as well. Like we can end up in a place where we we can feel like we've, if we haven't handled that and we haven't dealt with that and we haven't put that to bed and we haven't given it to God, then actually now I'm in a really bad place with God. And then that can also then have an impact like on my wife, on my kids. And they're like, what is going on? And it's like- But it's also it's like, impacting oh, I'm just not people. giving it to God. Like yeah. I'm not giving it to God because, because yeah. actually I've allowed somebody to do something bad like or not allowed it someone's done something bad but i've allowed that to then so it's not saying that what's mm. been happened to you wasn't real like it's real as real as whatever you want it to whatever it was mm. but actually we're not actually in that place of of like i'm not letting god heal me from that yeah we spoke about that a while ago yeah didn't we? we spoke about because it breakdowns, we? it's sometimes just as painful mm. as the thing to to let God start the healing process. Yeah. Yeah. He healing yeah. hurts. So yeah. sometimes we can just like keep going, going gym, around in that circle. Yeah. That. Yeah. We can just keep going around in that circle because yeah. we're avoiding the pain of yeah. going yeah. through a healing process, but then we're always going to keep coming back to the yeah. same, stumble yeah. in the same place. Yeah. Just yeah. different set of people, maybe different set of circumstances, but it's going to come yeah. back to the same. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. Definitely. And I think that whole not dealing with stuff. Yeah there's implications it impacts mm. other people yeah mm. then that's on us before god yeah. mm. that's on us we were talking a little bit about that earlier mm. about oh other people can get hurt mm. yeah so that's that's obviously not mm. of the lord mm. so we have to be so careful yeah. or it might limit them actually mm. being able to 
if you're actually honest with yourself and you face mm. up to something, yeah. and you actually end up treating them differently mm. than if you're op operating with them in it from a place yeah. of hurt. Absolutely. Um, uh, you know, psychologists and, and you know, would say similar things. This yeah. is just, it's, it's, it's all linked in. Yeah, it's like hurt well, people hurt yeah, people is what yeah. they say, isn't it? But it's, yeah. for us, it's like, yeah, we're hurt, but we have a healer. And we need to make sure that then, like I said earlier, that then the next person that's coming in isn't getting your pain and yeah. your hurt. That's They're it. getting the love of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And that is a really hard, unselfish mm. way to live your life. But it's, it's, it's the, the life that God requires of mm. us. And God so, enables us to do yeah. it with mm. him. But if we fix our eyes on him, then it's, it's, it is possible yeah. and it's a yeah. healthy way. Your last point was really um, insightful for me. Your assignment may have been someone else's. Make sure it does not become someone else's. Yeah. Which is, which is basically um, someone else, God, God had assigned them yeah. to, do, to be in a position to do something, but they've come out of favor with the Lord for whatever reason. And God's actually positioning you to just to come in and pick up the baton. Yeah. But so long as you fix your eyes on Jesus, do it. But there's also another challenge there is that you need to keep on fixing your mm. eyes on Jesus and also mm. don't miss the opportunity. Mm. So step in with boldness into what yeah. God's calling you into your plans mm. and pu his plans and purposes. Yeah. What's your assignment? Take ownership of that, not take it away from God and make it your own. Mm -hmm. You're not God, but, but you need to do your business with yeah. God, which is everything we've been yeah, talking yeah. about, isn't it? So really? we can, we can, I think sometimes we can preach, can't we? And go, oh, like Saul missed out on his assignment. Like, but actually Saul missed out on his assignment. Mm. So that means you can too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's not, it's not like, yeah. oh, I'm going to do the assignment someone else didn't do. Because mm. that can be like, oh, I'm going to take it on because they, they yeah. messed it up. And I'm going to, it's like, no, you can yeah. miss out on yours too. That's yes. what it's, that's what's the real truth of the message. Yeah. It's not, oh, yeah. you're doing an assignment someone else mm. is supposed yeah. to do. Praise God. It's like, if that happened to them, it can happen to you. That's yeah. the lesson to take. Mm. Like, um, what about you, like Leanne, like in that? I just just got this little thing in my head now. Like, um, it's, it'd be like keeping on catching the bus when you had a Ferrari parked outside all along. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, it, are, yeah. you, are you paying enough attention yeah. to, to just not miss that? Yeah. Be, yeah. Are you so aligned with God yeah. that you're not going to miss when he's yeah. clearly speaking to you. Yeah. Yes. Or Definitely. another thing um, <coughs> I was just thinking in my mind just now, maybe is one of my soul, souls is sometimes it can be something that, that we're not doing rather than what we are doing. Yes. Um, and just having that awareness that <coughs> like sometimes <clears throat> if you're in conversations or you're in circumstances where you know you need to stand on God's word and speak out, um, but you choose not to, sometimes you're thinking, oh, no, I'm, I'm gonna be a peacemaker. Or mm. I'm gonna keep peace. Mm. But then afterwards you recognize that, no, I should have, I should have- Should have said, should have stood up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, what you not do is just as much. Yeah. Like, but we sometimes don't take ownership of our identity in Christ yeah. to know that he's given you that cue to say no yeah. mm. you you should know your identity in me and know that I need you to speak up now yeah. I need you to bring correction or I need you to mm. um, you know put something yeah. right 
um, and we can just sometimes miss that cue yeah. Yeah. because we can feel like yeah. Oh, it's hindsight in there after yeah. like, oh, I should have said yeah. something. And yeah. it's usually there what, is an what happens, isn't it? Yeah, and there is an interesting thing here as well about God is incredibly patient yeah. and gracious with us when mm. we don't do things quite right. When we don't mm. get the drift quick mm. enough, you know, it doesn't mm. mean that that's the end of it, mm. game over, God. Mm. But there is a point where actually you're disobeying God mm. <laughs> and it's becoming sin. Mm. And then there are implications yeah. to that when, it's, when you stay mm. in that place. Yeah. I think I gave a picture at the time, an analogy like... Our the fruits of the spirit are like long suffering, patience. Like, so there's there's longevity in God's plan, mm. but there isn't longevity in our flesh. So, in in the way that we operate is like instant. I want it now. I want to see it now. I want to be it now. I want to like we you know the gym. We want to look like you know after one day of going to the gym, one day of doing a diet, we look in the mirror and go, it's not working. Like we want it to work yeah. because like it's longevity. Like you you put the work in you get the results mm. and I think and I think it's like we the picture I had was like almost like we lose patience mm. with waiting so I heard this before like obedience to God is doing the last thing he told you to do mm. until he says stop or do mm. something else yeah so yeah, obedience is the last thing God told you to do so if nothing's happening right now guess what you do nothing mm. And that's, we don't know what to do with that. So it's like, well, wait, just keep waiting. Try and like, fill wait the on, space. Wait on God, almost. yeah. And so we, yeah. we, so what we do is this, this is the picture I gave on Sunday, is that we then go, oh, it's not working. It clearly can't be God because he would have been putting things in action by now because like, that's the way it works. Rather than be like, that's not the character of God. The character of God is to give you patience, mm. teaching, and to slow it down, yeah. not to actually speed it up. So yes. then... So then when you're like saying, oh, no, it can't be God because it's supposed to be now, yeah. now, now. Yeah. It's like, that's wrong theology anyway. Yeah. And two, like you are, what we do then is we go, oh, it's obviously not God. So we say, start saying, oh, what was God now isn't God, which then all gets very confused. And I meet these people a lot in church at times. God's told me something. I'm like, oh, that's great. Brilliant. Because I don't know them. So mm. I go, oh, that sounds really great. The next minute I'm like, you're not doing the thing God told you to do. Oh, yeah, he didn't tell me. To, he changed his mind. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. mm, no, either that wasn't God and yeah. you and you got it wrong yeah. or it was God and now you're not doing yeah. it like so so you have mm. to get that in your head so yeah. what we do is we then quit we quit because it's not happening quick enough we yeah. run around trying to make something else work which mm. now is completely not to mm. do with God so we we literally have to um, manipulate and, and, and create something that isn't really going to work because God's hand's not on it we then realize, oh, God's not working in this either. You go back to the thing. You think, oh, maybe I'll go back to the thing that I was supposed to do, and someone else is there. Yeah, yeah. Someone else is there now. And you're, yeah. and now you're like, oh, they took my place. It's not fair. They didn't give me. And it's like God said, I told you to stick, and you, and you quit. Yeah. And I think that's really important that when we're finding our place in the kingdom of God, in the body of the church, yeah. Patience is so important because if God said it, he will do it, yeah. but he won't do it in your time. So, yeah. and if we quit too yeah. quickly, he might say, well, if I don't put someone in place now, the, the reason why that needs to exist cannot be fulfilled. Mm. So the lives that can be mm. changed. Mm. So I'm, I'm bringing in a new recruit. I gave it to yeah. you, but now it's going yeah. to David. I gave yeah. it to you, Saul. And like, I know the whole reason it came from, this came out of it was, I really believe, as I was listening to a podcast, Saul was meant to destroy Goliath if he was the king that, yeah, that I love remained that. with I've God. Yeah, I never thought of that before. Like, 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 it's not that it wasn't David's story. I'm not saying like there's not predestination or whatever, but yeah. what I'm saying is, ultimately, if Saul had honored God with the, what he had done, mm. when that battle came, it would have been Saul mm. that would have been yeah. doing that because that was his role. Yeah. 
but it, it wasn't. He had no anointing on him, so he couldn't even go and fight. Mm. But the soul with God would have done. Yes, absolutely. But he was not. He was just as much yeah. scared as everyone else. Yeah. But with the anointing of God, he would have been like David. Yeah. Well, who is this uncircumcised mm. man, this Philistine? Yeah. So that realization that no anointing. Yeah. You know, when God removes His hand from you, it's you're powerless. Yeah. So, so but we David want to make had sure that. Lose that. He had that invested relationship with God. He, he, for years, you, you yeah. just know that as a as a kid. Yeah on the hillside looking after those sheep yeah. but he was relying on god yeah. which to god is so precious it's like yeah. how many people in the kingdom were doing that to that extent but yeah. david was the man he yeah. grew into the man but it, ha it was a process yeah absolutely. but i think that whole thing about patience in when god is not doesn't yeah. seem to be moving yeah is so precious to god because yeah. we're coming into the likeness of god when we're growing in patience yeah. and also <laughs> from from I guess it's not not testimony but just from experience when we're called to persevere and to, to be patient there's often there's massive bigger blessings yeah. that come because we've been we've been patient god's looking at us yeah. in those moments of patience he's like i know i know that i know that you're finding this hard yeah. but you're still keeping your eyes on and me we miss we miss the blessing there's, we miss the blessing but there's also big spiritual implications to it like god's like oh that's a that 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 moves mountains in the yeah, spiritual realm. Yeah. Just because you're not doing anything, you're just trusting me just and you're believing in me yeah. and you're having patience in me. I can work with that. And I can exactly, work quicker. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Our, our impatience yeah. leads to God having to do it longer. Yes. Our patience definitely. actually means that God can quicken it. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, oh, okay, I can work now because now you know it's not about you. You start yeah. becoming an obstacle. But but like, to God's I, I remember like, you know, like in life, the times when I've lost my patience, and I've almost got angry with God because it's not happened the way I want it or whatever. Yeah. And then God does it. I can't share in that testimony. Yeah. Because the blessing's not for me now because yeah. I'm mm. like, oh man, I didn't have no faith. Yeah, yeah, I know. So God's mean. still done it. So like, like having patience is really precious to be like, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing. I can't see what's happening right now, but, but yeah. I'm going to wait because you haven't told me to do anything different. Mm. And when we wait, God yeah. does it. He always mm. does. He never failed us. He's always... Yeah. Provided. I mean, for me, like, if I was sitting down with my own ego, I would be like, the church isn't moving fast enough. It's not filled fast enough. It's not working quick enough. Yeah. But when I'm sitting down with God, yeah, I feel at peace. Yeah. Because I'm like, mm, well, God, it. I'm not really building it. It's so, one of those. It's one of those really yeah. unnatural things to do as a human being to be patient. And another one is like fasting. Yeah. Like it's impatient, but it has spiritual implications. Yeah. Like God's like, I know it's not natural for you yeah. to do this. But because you're fasting or because you're patient, then I can now move and yeah. do some incredible things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, amen. Cool. Well, okay, we'll stop there. We got through all, nearly all nine things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just to encourage you, um, if you haven't listened to the message, I mean, I should have said this at the beginning. Like, if you haven't listened to the message, go listen to it first and <laughs> come and listen to this, but, or whatever. Okay, but um, yeah. go listen to it anyway. I think you did say that at the beginning. Maybe I did. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a long time ago now. Um, <laughs> And then, and then, um, and obviously, like, seek God out. What is your soul? What is it that's in your life right now that is is in the way of you fulfilling what God's got planned for you? And and also, obviously, get ready for part two. You know, get if you haven't written notes, if you haven't been kind of you, have, you weren't ready yesterday with your note, maybe listen again with a notepad. Like, get mm. get your notes down, write some stuff down because. There was a lot to take from this message. I think 
I mean, there's nine summary points, but there was mm -hmm. a lot that you can take from it. And we probably added a few more today mm. where you can just pull out and say like, oh, that could be for me or that might be about somebody I'm dealing with or something I'm dealing with. So, yeah. so it, it, go, go and listen to it because it may be the answers that you're looking for, maybe, maybe in this message. And obviously, yeah, we'll get ready for part two next week. So yeah, yeah. God bless. Thank you to God Nick bless. and to Leanne <laughs> for the uh, breakdown. Yeah. And uh, yeah, see you later. Bye.